recorder. All right, everybody, we are here with Matt Verzal, who was a Husker two-time national champion. Uh, played in the you know 94, 95. Played every game in 1995, all 12 games, including the Fiesta Bowl. So we're here to chat with him about Husker football and keep you guys busy in the off season and hanging out with two average guys. So once again, I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. We got Brian, our uh, producer here as well. Um, so Matt, welcome to the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah tech guy. Thank you, boys. Thanks for thanks for joining us, Matt. Yeah, yeah very, very happy. That's really cool. So happy, to, um, happy to be here. So. First question, we're going we're gonna to kind of kick off with, uh, I don't know, I'm sure you talk about it on your show all the time, but the current state of Nebraska football, where do you see Husker football right now? Um, the big thing that I don't think anybody realized at the time, like, like Scott and his crew came in, and the organization itself has a lot of issues, and that's evident on the field. Um, I think talent-wise, they have enough talent to win, and their schemes are sound. It's just for whatever reason – when it comes to execution, something's off. Something misses. Something doesn't quite happen the way it should. You know, at times, there are receivers open, and for whatever reason, the ball doesn't get to them. So those are just things in an evolution process. But there's so much. If you could do this in a vacuum, like in a vacuum, I've got no problem putting Scott Frost against anybody, just straight X's and O's. You've got your talent. I've got similar talent. We're just going to go. But there's so much more that goes into being a head coach now than there ever did before. There's just so many facets of life in the university that you have to handle. Plus pressure in the state of Nebraska. Yeah, Scott's a guy though. He doesn't. He's not a pressure guy. I don't think he is no, either. He's an uber competitive guy. Um, the pressure is kind of what you perceive it, right? If if you feel pressure, pressure being coaching. <laughs> but I, I don't think any, he's got any kind of pressure type stuff. I think he just they're kind of trying to hone in and focus on what they need to do to be better, which you know eliminate a lot of the things that kind of shoot you in the foot those type of deals where you just become a more fundamentally sound football team and you do the things that, that you need to to win. And you get over that hump just winning consistently. Okay. Yep. So oh, yeah, so time. kind of going along with that, so, um, you know, we've seen the offense struggle. Mm-hmm. Uh, with the defense improved dramatically this last year. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've seen some good things from our defense three years in a row. You know, they struggled, then they got a little better, a little bit better, but I think they leaps and bounds from what they were two years ago. Oh, 100%. Um, but our offense is, you know, everyone's Regress like Scott Frost, and that's, that should be his baby, but uh-huh. the offense is struggling. If you had to pin something along along the lines of why, do you have a why, or do you have a, a philosophy yourself on why they could be struggling like they are? Is it a quarterback issue? Is it a, a trust issue with quarterback and team? Yeah, I don't, I don't think they have a quarterback trust issue. I, I think – where we all have now have heard where the program was and what was inherited, you're you're behind. Okay, hundred percent. So if I put my if I put my left hand at my hip and my right hand at my shoulder, that's the difference in, in strength and conditioning that Nebraska was up against. And you you can't you'd love to say in one off season we'll make that up. Mm-hmm. No, we'll be back to level and all will be well. But that's that's not reality. So you know year one they probably came up to your to your low ribs. Year two they're about your sternum. Your three, they're maybe a little closer, but they're not quite there. So you're closing that gap day by day as you go through things. And then you, you get to that point, right? So now you're going to hopefully start to see things. But teams are built on the lines. Like Nebraska's offensive line has to do better. Their defensive line is probably the unsung hero of why their defense is better. Mm-hmm. I agree. Like you've got some yeah. monsters in there that are taking up multiple blocks. You leave onus and the other linebackers to run free. 
which makes the secondary's job easier, which makes the safety's job easier. So now everybody's job is easier because your line on the defensive side is good. And the rest of the offensive line now needs to step up. And Greg Austin's guys, I think, are, are rounding into form. Mm -hmm. I think they're going to be some guys that they have that are younger that are going to be a problem for people. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I could agree with that. Well, and we, you know, we saw. <clears throat> yeah, so you mentioned some of those younger guys. You know, you got guys like Cam Jurgens who came into a role as what a tight end. He was a tight end, playing center now, which was one of your positions that you played in Nebraska, including guard, a little bit of guard as well. You got Ethan yep. Piper. You got Bryce Benhart. We have some a lot of youth Turner on our Corcoran, Turner Corcoran. Uh, we got to see in that last game who really just pummeled guys right. in his first time playing yep. with Hymas opting out of the rest of the season yep. or the last game. So you mentioned a lot of upside of that youth. I, I'm really hopeful for our youth now that they've played a lot. Yeah, I mean, that was one of the big questions I had for you. I mean, how, how do you see this offensive line looking at least next year and moving forward? So the thing that, that where they're, they're making strides at, and you really saw it, and I know it's a one-game sample with Corcoran, but the overall athleticism, right? Like, you want a big kid that's done multiple things. Now, for Cam to come in as a tight end, and then just shift to center and everybody think that's going to be fine. There's a lot more that goes to it than that. There's techniques that, you know, there's a lot of guys that, as my buddy Damon Penning would say, they're lifelong learners. Well, you're always learning and evolving in football. And you can't go, it, it, it's a difficult transition to go from tight end to center. There's a lot of intricacies in it. There's a lot of, you do things down in those parts of the game where you're not doing out on the edges. Yeah. Like you, you, he's learning those. And then you factor in that a lot of what he's got to do, he sets off the timing of everything. He sets up the timing of everything, okay? So when he did it, struggle with snaps, and he, he's got them fixed by the end. But I think so, too. When you struggle with that, now the timing is off. So if you want to get any kind of jet sweep motion, that's off. If you want to try to get a read off, you're just trying to catch the ball and get it handed off. So that little piece throws all the timing off. I think Cam's going to have a good year. I don't think we're going to have to talk nearly as much about yeah. that as we do. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they they are becoming more athletic. Ethan Piper is a freak. Yeah, he's yeah. a really athletic kid. I was Absolutely. really glad they played him on the offensive yep. line because I know coming in they were gonna maybe play him on both. You know, yep. to try and decide which yep. side they were gonna play him on. And I was like, offensive line for yeah. sure. Yeah, Bryce Benhart is another kid. You know, you get a couple 15, 20 more pounds on him in a good off season where he lifts hard. He does those things. He's a driven kid. Clean up a couple little technique things that he has yep. that kind of got him during the season, and they'll be fine. It's just now those five or those eight or those however many, they have to all kind of mesh together because when they're really going as one, then that's when the offensive lines work. Um, their athleticism, though, is something that I'm excited to see in the future as they get better, right? So they're going to have to figure that out. On, not necessarily so much on the fly as they did maybe year one, two, mm -hmm. but that would be a point where you know we can watch that for year four and see how that all so I'm, together. I'm not entirely sure if you maybe maybe you filled in for Gary one one afternoon mm -hmm. um, but you said something about Turner Corcoran on the O-line you said mm -hmm. you can't teach something about like being nasty prick prick that's yeah. exactly what you said yeah. yes yeah. you said you can't teach you can't teach people being prick nope I mean it's either in you or it isn't yep and he's, that's what we got, need <laughs> He's Thank got you. it 100%. Yep. And I loved that. That, that Fancy was. Fancy producer drinking Blue Moon. <laughs> <laughs> no, I thought that that was. I'd normally be drinking an IPA, to be honest. <laughs> but no, I yeah. thought that was very you, well stated. If you look back, okay, so. Um, go back to Remington, Stein, Cooler, yep. Trainwitz, like those guys. Like mm -hmm. They're 
they're not. Like sometimes the wires don't cross, and then that was fun to watch as a kid, especially being a bigger kid growing up in the state. Like I can do those kind of things. Then you progress through, and you got you know your Jimmy Wanicks and, and your Jim Scotts, your Kenny Malins. Like Kenny Malin was five ten, five eleven, but that dude, you couldn't get off. I mean, he was just a great football player. He refused to stop his feet. He was tenacious. He wanted to hurt. You. Keep going. Now you're into the to the Zach Wiegerts. Yep. You know, who's a, a freak of an athlete, but really liked pummeling <laughs> and then letting you know about it. Aaron Taylor, Will Shields, you know, those kind of guys all fall into that mold where you're going to see them out. You're like, man, that is the nicest guy I've ever met. But then when that last buckle buckles and you're like, okay, you aren't there yeah. right now. You're gone. And you got to have those kind of guys, you know, and, and they, everybody loves an offensive player. We're easy to talk to. We're pretty fun-loving until we're crossed, and then it all goes bad, and it goes bad in any phase of life. If if you talk to any one of us, and they'll say they didn't get pissed off in their day-to-day life, they're liars (laughs) because somebody's crossed them in some way, and they've gotten pissed. It's just what it is. We'll we'll get along to get along until then we got to do some stuff. So that kind of tenacious behavior, you know, Piper really has it. I like how he plays. Corcoran has it. I like how he plays Jurgens, I think, is still working on the technique stuff, but once he feels full grasp of that, then I think he's going to have a good career. But you know, those kind of things—it's mm-hmm. it's an intangible. You don't, you can't put a star on it. Yeah. It's just like, hey, do I watch this Sometimes. film? This guy's shoving a guy's head in the ground and then kind of letting him back up and putting him back in the ground yeah. again. You know, yeah. those that's, those that's things, super cool. Those things happen yeah. in games. Like that's real life. Yeah. I mean, is that kind of the? Ed- Did you yeah. play with that edge too? I mean, was that your? I mean, the, another the, offensive lineman, the, of course. The so. minimal amount I play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I tried yeah. to. Like, you, I tried you'd to. probably say now. Yeah, yeah. sure. <laughs> well, the great part about uh, the great part about what we had when we were there in a completely different era. But you were more wired up for practice than you were for the games. Okay. Because practice was, oh, yeah. was, was legit survival. Like, you were just, you'd go Monday and be kind of like install, you'd run some plays. Tuesday and Wednesday, you you feared for your life. Like, you were out working. So, my dad refereed high school football for over uh-huh. 30 years, and he's retired now from it. But uh, he used to do the Friday scrimmages, scrimmages. Yeah. and he was like, Osborne was like, if anybody seriously budges on the O-line, flag. Yeah. And he's like, they never got flags for false arts. No. It was the volume of plays you got in our practices. It, it, it's, it's almost impossible. I've coached for 20 years. It's almost impossible to duplicate. I can't you imagine. Getting, you were getting upwards of 100 and some odd reps of practice. So, you know, you're, you're two... 200 reps through Tuesday and Wednesday your your comfortability with the scheme with the play calls with the counts we knew how to switch them up all those kind of things was, was a moot point because you knew all that there was to do it Coach Tanner and Coach Young did a great job of having different potential things the defense could do so you if when you got in the game there wasn't a look you hadn't seen at least five ten times so now you know okay this play this happens that goes but you, you literally across the five front, you operated as one. So if somebody stemmed late, made a defensive lineman move from position A to position B, right. there didn't have to be any panic. There wasn't any thought about it. You knew what your job was once that, that movement. And that little movement from, you know, you're talking three yards. He moves from, from your left side to your right side. That changes everybody's rules. And so now you're, you're all going. But when it's all humming, 
you get that rep, you have that comfortability with it, now you're going. And, you know, then you sprinkle in the physicality of the practices. So that part, you know, the, the, the tackling and the, and the block, like live blocking, cut blocking, those kind of things. Especially with the defense that yeah. you guys had at that time. Correct. That was your fumbles. One of the best those, ever. <laughs> the fumbles and those kind of things, you know. There were penalties for putting the ball on the ground then. Mm-hmm. You know, if you did it, you probably were losing reps. And, and nobody wanted to lose reps because there was somebody right behind you that they felt more than comfortable putting in that game. So you could then watch the rest of that game because yeah. you didn't do something yeah. right. So it was it was a cool thing. It was fun. It sucked at the time, <laughs> but now you know you progress on and you understand it more now. And then you can really, I think a lot of the guys my age now appreciate it more than probably we ever did at the time because you're just yeah. it was terrible. Yeah. So that, that, that's it was a little, the best terrible possible. It's a little interesting because you, you listen to Frost talk about you know hey we had a great week of practice. Mm-hmm. You play we had our Ryan. best play, week of practice that we've ever had. You play with Ryan. You play with Ryan Held. Ryan Held will say the same thing. We had a great week of practice, and, and we actually went to an event that Ryan Held hosted. And Jay Foreman was there, and Listen he was. Them. If he would have walked into my living room, I would have said Committed yes right away. Right away. <laughs> right, Held's done a um, job. But you know, when they talk about the great week of practice, fans give give the coaches hell for that because like we had a great week of practice and we sucked on the field. And when you're talking about the practice and the reps and. You know, do you think some of that came over from their playing days? Is this is how we're practicing? Do you think they're trying to run some of the same mentality in practice? I can't give you an honest answer on that because I haven't seen practice. Yeah, I, I no one does. Been no one can. Day. Yeah, I'm at Scott during the football season, yeah. so I don't have time to go check them out. I think it'd be um, interesting just with that, just from what you told us. If it were, if it were me, what I would do as far as communications gone, one thing Coach Osborne doesn't get enough credit for was he was very skilled at saying things you'd get a question he'd start talking he'd walk it back around to the original question and so if it were me i would be as radio silent as possible i I know i I know that they at least right off the bat frost i feel like tried to do that Mm -hmm. um and they kind of feel like people demanded more and he's tried to accommodate that but at the same time try to play coy especially like the injuries and stuff like that but um yeah, it's a, it's a tricky. It's, well, it's, different it's a slippery slope. I think maybe with social media too. I mean, somebody can yeah. go on Twitter and just start talking shit for no reason. Yeah, oh, you maybe three. had AOL Instant Messenger. Maybe nope. I don't even think that existed <laughs> when you were in college. <laughs> but in college, that's what I'm saying. It maybe did. that might have been the only thing that existed. Yeah, I'm not uh, I've seen you on Twitter, so <laughs> I got Twitter now. There you go. There you go. The rest of it you can keep. That's funny. No, it, it's. Bull Durham is one of the best movies oh, ever made. 100%. But there's 100% truth behind that where you just feed cliche mm-hmm. until yep. people get tired of asking the question. Yep. yep. And if you don't like my answer, then don't ask me any more questions. There you go. I mean, it's not a hard totally thing. Totally agree. But it's, you, you watch, I get to see Terman, right? So yeah, I, I, obviously. I, I coach Ed Scott, and he'll get interviewed after the game. And he smiles and he pops his dimple out, and then it's all shucksy. You know, yeah, we just did a great job, and da da da, da and this happened, and that yeah. happened, but it's all canned answer. Uh-huh. It's all very smooth. It's all very practical. It's all very yeah. easy. Because we went through, at that time, you had media training. Yeah. Okay. So during camp, yeah. you would go through, and you know, they made fun of guys that didn't do that. Roderick Thomas was an example That's of what funny. not to do. That's really funny. Yeah. But you, you developed all your kind of persona, your delivery. And, and you, can be, you can be brutally honest. And not give much away, yeah. you know. And it it's, comes with time. You, know, you get used to it. And first time I filled in, out Corey, producer Corey, Corey was, just, yeah. was just in tonight. <laughs> okay. Oh, he, he got, was. He got. Oh, I like him. 
And normally when I would fill in, they would say, okay, we got somebody with you, you guys will be good, da da And Corey one day looked at me in a panic, and I was like, what's wrong? <laughs> he goes, the guy that was coming to sit with you is not going to be here. I'm like, so we just got three hours? He goes, yep. So you're sitting there, and you got to talk for three hours by yourself, and you're not quite sure what you're doing. And about two no. and a half hours into it, you're like, okay, this wasn't that hard. <laughs> no, but, you're, you're, you, you do it well, I will but, say. So it, it's... The persona of somebody from Nebraska is we're these lovable rubes, right? We're just out in the sticks. We just, you know, <laughs> uh-huh. got indoor plumbing. We yep. found out about the internet last week, like those kind of things. Right. So play into that. Yeah. Yep. Here's what it is. Here's what we're doing. But yeah. we I thought know. we had do, a great week. You, do you do work. do you do overreaction? Yep. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Not usually. Just only in maybe a pinch. every now and again. Only in a pinch if they need. I know. I was talking to my wife before we left, and she was like, "Our." Are you guys going live? Are people going to ask questions? I was like, if people ask questions, they're going to be like the dumbest questions, which is what I feel like Husker. That'd be all over. Not Husker hangover, but Husker overreaction. Yeah, Yeah, bigger overreaction. Yeah, it's fun. You get people. I mean, drunk people are funny. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I've owned bars for twenty years. That's funny. It's always a good, always good conversation. Um, so we'll get to this one next. So we we talked a little bit about the Husker defense, their improvements, Husker offense. What are your, what do you think of Adrian Martinez as a quarterback at Nebraska? What are your overall thoughts on him? I think Adrian is a really, really talented kid. Um, he, we're all frustrated, right? We expect this is going to be his fourth year. You know, we're expecting sometimes those things don't work out, okay, for whatever reason. Me personally, I'm an offensive lineman. We're always more willing to take the blame. So if it's something that they want to blame the line for, that's fine. There's some about there's some validity to that. Okay, there is. Some. That's just honest. But Adrian being able to showcase talent for whatever reason hasn't worked out. The kid is a, is a good football player. He's he's good in the community too, which helps. Eventually, those things have to translate to the field. Like that that if I was going to give a buzzword, it's translation. Like what translates to the field now? Mm-hmm. Okay, if we're having great practices, then I should see this. If my quarterback is on it, then I should see this. And those are easy things to watch. I think he makes good reads. I think there's – even the staff would probably say, hey, if he could just be two-tenths of a second more patient in the pocket, you're probably looking at a couple of different outcomes. Mm-hmm, right. But that's part of the gig. Like, everything isn't perfect. You can say that about anybody. In a vacuum, nothing's – Yeah. we're not in a vacuum, right? Like, at any one point in time, I can have mass chaos. Like, we could have a bus pull up of 60 <laughs> people, and I tell you guys, it's great to see it. Yeah, 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 bye. we got to get back in it and figure some things out. Yep. So – through those reps and through that practice and through everything they're doing, you hope that he can now achieve with a, with some more athletic linemen. And no disrespect to anybody before, but those guys were learning it on the fly. They were all trying to settle into it. Yep. Sometimes it clicks, sometimes it doesn't. So now you've got, a guys, you've got guys that have some game experience. So hopefully they can settle in and we get to see really what Adrian Martinez's skill set is and then he can yep. choke his step. Because I do think he can throw the ball. We all know he can run the ball. It's just there's those little minute things that probably need a little bit of fine-tuning yep. to, to really see what he's got. Okay. Yeah, and we're, I, both, we're both big fans. I mean, I'm a fan. I mean, a fan of the kid. I, I love the kid. He, he's great. Like you said, on and off the field, he's, yeah. he's great. Yeah. Um, and you know, one day, you know, one one Saturday, he looks unbelievable, and then the next, you're like, what's going on? Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it is kind of discouraging, but he's really good. So, I I still cheer for the kid yeah. a lot. Yeah. So, 
So I want to run right into that to the transfer portal. Yes. Because now we've seen, well, Luke Luke is gone. Uh-huh. We got Wandale, Wandale's probably our gone. best athlete on the team, uh, on the offensive side at least, gone. Uh, we've seen, you know, some, other, met, some other guys that another probably, high miss, like, another, another off. Yeah, Will Farniak yeah. wasn't going to be starting over a Piper or Ben Hart. He just wasn't Matt. going to. Or Matt. Matt. Or Matt, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Will, yeah, yeah. Will left. Uh, Hymas, you know, left to go pro. Um, you know, we saw uh, Mills go, you know, to go pro. We have a stacked running back room, uh, but we got a lot, of, a lot of guys hit the transfer portal. I think what twelve now? I think from uh, just this past year, but there's over like fifteen hundred people in the portal. Yeah. yeah. So that didn't exist when you were, you know, back in the '90s. So what? What's your? I, I truly could not imagine it, it as an athlete growing up to where we are now. It existed. It just the rules were different, right? Like there was no you could. Ben Roots is a great example. Ben Roots came in as a quarterback from Putnam City out of Oklahoma City. Yeah. Great quarterback, threw it, ran the option well. Good good dude. But then T. Frazier came in. So they competed. Well, so and, I mean, T. Frazier and everybody competing for that job. Well, yep. Roots knew that it probably wasn't his best interest to be there. So he transferred out. He went to Northeast Oklahoma AM. Because that used to be what they did is they eliminated a step. Mm-hmm. Okay? So it used to be I'm going to leave Nebraska go to, to JUCO, I'm, I'm eligible right away, I can play in JUCO, and as soon as I've done a JUCO for that year, that semester, then I go back to, to the lead, to the whatever division, conference, mm, wherever I want to go, right, yeah. so they just eliminated that step, right, where it gets murkier, people get frustrated, is that, okay, how come this guy's eligible immediately, how come he's not, no federal, but what it is, is it's a, it's a, he's a graduate transfer, so yeah, yeah. no, no, I meant yeah. when he was coming from UCF, they right. didn't let him right, right. away, yeah, right. all, that's why I meant, but they, it's really no different. It's all just different names. And four kids, we had a lot of kids leave. Like oh, yeah, Jim, I'm sure. Jimmy Stiebel was the number one. He was the number one guard out of Illinois. And he got in there, and then Aaron Taylor shut up. And he was like, no, oh, I'm out of here. Now, the funny part about that, both Roots and Stiebel ended up in Kansas. It would be a different route. Okay. Because you could just went, you just had to sit. So... It's always been there. Yeah. It's just now it's got a fancy name. We can all tweet Social about media. it. Social yeah. media. And you know, if you look, I mean, you're probably in the 90s, you probably had, it's probably double the number. You probably had 7,800 kids in the, okay. just that would opt no, out. No, that's actually, else. like, yeah. very good to hear that yeah. that actually has been happening. And we just, but, maybe people didn't know about it. Now it's just now more do, vocal. Do you want, you know. You Wandales and your Warners and your McCaffreys and, and Farniaks to leave. No, you don't. But football at Nebraska right now is, is it's literally its own living organism. And it's trying to figure out its own way. So those guys made adult decisions. And we as a, as a program, we have to look at it. So, okay, something either internal wrong or maybe it just was something else. Mm-hmm. We don't know. So we gotta let them wish them all the best going their way. It I sucks. mean, did you see Luke playing quarterback, or do you think oh, he's transferring so he can play quarterback somewhere else, or do you think they wanted him to? I would say he's got a desire to be quarterback. Oh, sorry. I would say he's got a desire to be quarterback. I don't know if that was the vision. I know we saw it in a couple instances. There were packages put right. together. Saw some creative ways they could use him, and then sometimes those didn't work. Sometimes they did. So whatever that vision was, it, it just didn't jive with everybody, and they decided to, to part ways. It's unfortunate. You want everybody to stay and say, hey, we got this yeah. shiny, happy organization. Everybody's going the same route, but it's, that's not reality anymore. Yeah. Well, and the transfer portal, I mean, 
for me, it's, you know, there's what, what is it, over 1,500? Over 1,500 right now, yeah. I mean, especially with COVID this year, I feel like a lot of people are going to be able, there are a lot of players anyway, are going to be able to transfer and play right away. Yeah. And they can use COVID as, as that excuse, or, or not, maybe not as that excuse, but that is reasoning. what it is, yeah. that reasoning. Yeah. But, um, you know, and, and we benefit from it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, I mean, people that are hating, I mean, we benefited <laughs> from it, too. Yeah. But uh, it, it is interesting. We're, when, we're so, as a fan base, though, we're ready to win again. Right. And we're ready to win consistently. Yeah. Well, hopefully everybody can refocus and we put realistic expectations on it. If you look at Nebraska football, okay, Devaney comes in roughly around 62, probably a little bit before, but takes over. Nine, 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 nine you know, eights, yep. and then national championship, national championship. So we went from 71 to 94 before that happened again. But what, what you were was the model of consistency. Mm-hmm. Nine, 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 ten, eleven, nine. Then your recruiting had a big uptick, and you got, I think, it, I think one of the classes through that era was like number five. Okay. So you caught some lightning in the ball. You got some guys that were probably not destined for you, but when the stars aligned, they came. You know, Grant Wistrom comes to mind. He's yep. a kid that was Turner signed, Gale, the, he probably could have gone to Oklahoma. Field and delivered to Michigan. Yep. And he came. You know, and then you right here through your eighties, you know, he had a lot of homegrown talent. Sprinkling some Turner Gill, some micro year, which is another thing that's different now. You know, Bob and Manny had a great relationship with Hutchison Community College. Yep. So you would find a kid not academically eligible. I'm going to ship him to Hutch. Hutch, don't let anybody talk to him. He's coming to us. You get him eligible, we'll bring him up here. Like, that was just how it went. Yeah. So those built-in relationships are still there. They're just different now. Mm-hmm. Right? So that kid, you could park a kid there. Literally, that's what it was. So you have that talent waiting. Now you meld it with some, some in-state kids, and then away you go. But but Prop 48 is another one. Prop 48 being gone is another thing that Osborne never feared taking a chance on a kid. Mm-hmm. He, trusted kids with everything. It, in a unique situation, like people laugh at me, like, how are you always, you know, da 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 I said, well, my livelihood, my livelihood every day is in the hands of between 14 and 28-year-olds. Yeah. <laughs> and then across the street, my coaching reputation is on the backs of 14 yep. to 16 or 18-year-olds. Yep. <laughs> so you've got to trust them. And, and they're going to make mistakes. They're going to screw up they got to realize you have an expectation for them, and if they don't meet that expectation, there's going to be a ramification for that. But when you tell them, hey, I probably think you have a better destination than you can even imagine, then they start to, to think about that. And it's what we're doing here. We had a great discussion on Sunday. Sorry, on Saturday. We got pretty busy. We had four people working in me. Okay, so the boss had to work again. So I'm working the floor. I look in the back. I've got three dudes in the back, one guy running his ass off in the front. And I went to the back guys. I'm like, why is this this way? Because we're having a gay old time in the yeah. back. We're laughing, <laughs> oh, grab yeah. ass, and having a good time. One guy working, three guys. I'm like, we don't do any city labor in here. We're, we're <laughs> no teams. City labor. Right? So we got two and two, and then we're back to easy. But we had to have that discussion. Hey, this right. was the expectation. You didn't meet that expectation at all. You weren't even in the ballpark of the expectation. So let's get this fixed. So then today, busy again at lunch. Bam, bam, bam. Everyone goes to their spots, and away we go. And it runs smooth as silk. So putting your trust in those kids, it's a big thing. And when you do that, you trust me, let them succeed. Say, hey, this is what my expectation of you is. You met it. Now let's move your expectation. Or you didn't meet it. Hey, let's work to get better at that expectation. So, you want beer? Yeah, yeah you want beer. So, obviously, back, 
I mean, when you were playing, the walk-on walk-on situation was you know through the roof. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could say. Um, obviously, this weekend Nebraska picked up three walk-ons mm-hmm. to you know Lincoln. Lincoln, Lincoln Southeast South kid, Lincoln, Lincoln Southwest, or, or Southwest. whatever it was, and then you know a kid from Jersey that's a family friend of the Peters, um, offensive lineman, mm-hmm. right in your wheelhouse. Yep. Um, you know, do you think? Uh, yeah. Sure. You know, you think that still is a factor of how Nebraska can succeed, or do you think that is a little bit outdated, if you will? I don't think outdated. I think what you have to do is your evaluation process of those kids that may be on the fringe. Everybody has an ideal height, weight, build for every position on the field. It's just you do. And maybe it's more position to position, but I, I just have mean... an expectation of what my guys should look like. I know I'm not going to have 6'9", 290 guys. It's just not my, Teddy? Not my world. Yeah. <laughs> I've got guys... Teddy's going to be that big. I've got guys that are more... Six, six one, three. six two. Yep. But we're gonna learn how technique works. We're gonna learn leverage. Like I can move my matrix with my expectation. Okay. So I, I, I wish I had this, but in reality, I'm getting this, or I have this Thank available. Mm-hmm. Right. So my evaluation says this kid can do what we want him to do. Right. Now, I've, now it's my job to put him in a spot to win individual battles in a team game and win state championships. Every now and then. Yeah. Or right. multiple. Yeah. Yep. We'll all right. <laughs> but it's those those things move and I'm more of a guy that would watch film and say okay that kid really pops off the screen at me whatever position he plays be that safety corner linebacker defensive lineman offensive lineman running back quarterback receiver tight end you can see kids it's just different okay now with the hype sometimes of the stars and this four stars and that, five stars there's kids that get missed mm-hmm. there's kids that play in rugged programs like I've got friends that live down in Texas that listen first you can come down here now their term at two stars, you could bring them up there, and they're going to be better than some of the guys you got. Okay, maybe it's something they'll look at. Yeah, oh, 100 percent. And I think sometimes the you know mom and dad can't see them on TV and blah 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 blah. Everybody can get the Big Ten package. Yep. It's, it's, you, you can get. We can watch a game anywhere, anytime. I, we just watched a high school basketball game. Here oh yeah. Night. So I mean, it's it's that one's kind of going away from because people will bitch about oh well it's too easily accessible. You, you're not the only ones on TV anymore. Well, great. Yeah. If that's my detriment, then that should be my bonus to a kid down south. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. We're not. We're on TV just as much as anybody else. But we're going to offer you a Power 5 spot. Your parents can watch you on the Big Ten Network just as easy as you can go watch it on somewhere else. Yeah. Right? You got an opportunity to come in here and make some noise a little bit earlier maybe. It's mm-hmm. a great chance for you. Come in and work hard and away we go. So I think for every point, there's a counterpoint. You just have to explore all the counterpoints and make sure that your assessments of people is like, okay, I know this guy can do what we want him to do. He may not fit my ideal bill, mm-hmm. but he's a player and he can go. Well, and that's what I liked about our the three guys that committed this weekend. I think they're guys that will come in freaking compete. I yeah, mean, and we've talked about before with a lot of uh, walk-ons, especially a lot of our in-state guys, there's in-state talent. And I think they bring oh, yeah. they bring a different competition level to the guys that are maybe those three four star guys, and they maybe come in as a one or two star, but they're coming in there with a competitive edge, wanting to play, because you know maybe they're not being highly touted across the country, but they, they want grew, they want to play in Nebraska. They grew up Oscar fans, and they want to you know so make a name for themselves. Through, 
through time, right? So Devaney built his thing, right? So what Osborne and Devaney both did is they built a stable program that had the luxury then to take a chance on a kid. Okay, if that kid didn't work, it happens. If the kid worked, even better. I look like a genius. Then you can take it a step further and you could go to a kid like, you know, Mac and Vicka and say, man, you know, you play eight-man football. You think you're kind of decent? <laughs> you can come try. But you're kind of a big guy that's pretty them. good. Then you're going to find them and you're going to piss them off. Yeah. And then they're going to play. Now, the other side of it is the NFL's, and I know that's the end game for a lot of guys. They want to get there. And I don't want to base anything recruiting-wise on that, but you can get to the league from anywhere now. You can get there from D3, you can get there from D2, oh, yeah. you can get there from anywhere. Yep. So as long as you go out and put out tape, the league will find you. And, and as, as much as we like that story of a small-town kid coming in and doing good, now he's in it, the NFL likes it more. Yeah. Because they're like, okay, we found this dude at this small-ass school. we got to pay him maybe 50 Gs over league minimum. He's in the ballpark of what we got, so we're good. Danny Danny Woodhead, perfect example. We just saved money. We saved a lot of money. So football at every level now is business, okay? Yeah, It used to be youth football, not business. There's guys making careers off youth football, Mm -hmm. okay? I knew that when I started coaching in Malcolm. Okay. The AD and I had a discussion (laughs) one day. I said, hey, can you calm down a little bit? I was like, no, you can't. Because whether you like it or not, do puts asses in seats. We get you to playoffs. We make money. You get the money, and so we're good. Yep. We understand each other. And he's a great guy. Yeah. And I see him. I see him <laughs> right. at the state championship games, and I give, he gives me a hard time. But it's a business at every level, and so you have assets that perform. Every, how many guys right now sitting at this table? How many of you went out and bought GameStop stock? I didn't. D O G E. Okay, so I wish gotta, I did, though. So <laughs> no, I don't do any of that. But you no. know what I'm saying. Yeah. I can take a chance on something. It may yeah. work. If it don't, okay, no big loss. Mm-hmm. But if it does, then I'm term of genius. Yeah. Right. These Reddit guys are like, oh, you guys are so brilliant. You bound together and you took down the hedge fund. Okay? We took a shot. Yeah. We had a group. We banded that group together. We took a shot at something. It worked. Didn't have to do much for it. All you and gamers. Could, All you right? gamers got together. Now, take that same shot on a kid but that kid now has options that kid can go to south dakota state go to north dakota state well and yeah we've we've talked about that multiple times on our show you know local especially with local kids you know they they, they can go get a full ride at south dakota state Mm -hmm. you know south dakota whatever um actually transition into that if you if you will um where do you think you see avante dickerson landing this next week um i don't know that's an interesting one. I, I don't know much about Avante. I know he's very fast. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't seen him in in the state championship game. I went and watched that game. I thought Kobe Bretz was better than him in the state championship game, but I also knew that he was Dickerson was committed to Minnesota, so I was a little bit biased. Okay. <laughs> he was. But, he's a good football. No, he's he's yeah. really good. He's really um, good. The thing for him will be when they put weight on him how that affects and right. no, I don't think it's going to affect any of his speed mm-hmm. it probably maybe I, mean, I doubt it but some of the lateral agility things like that you want to see how that works because he's a, he's yeah. a lean kid totally agree he's a really and lean kid but he's very fast I think if I'm completely honest I think he goes to Oregon I, they, got, but, they got low crystal balls to Oregon. Um, I think he ends up going to Oregon but you know 
better than Minnesota. Yeah. <laughs> can't go wrong there. Yeah. Um, yeah, and so I think, you know, we, we've talked about the stars, too. Like, you get a lot of the four- or five-star guys that go to another school with a bunch of four- and five-star guys. They come out of high school being touted as the best kid in the state or the best kid at their high school. They go to Clemson or Bama, and they never see the field because guess who's in front of them or next to them? More four- and five-stars. So they just don't see the field, and then they end up transferring. And, you know, those guys are going to land somewhere. But two, three-star guys, it seems like they, they have to do their best to stay on the team because if they transfer, they're, they're not going to end up where they want to be at. Kids are smarter now than they ever were when I was in school, and, and reality is more of a thing. Um, you'll get guys to go take that chance, and that does, they, they know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm out over my skis. Like, I probably should peace out and go somewhere a little smaller, play a little more. It's going to be easier for me to develop right. in that instance. Mm-hmm. Um, with your Batman, your Clemson example, the key point that's winning, like consistent, sustained winning, is going to keep people around. If you look at enrollment at Bama, enrollment at Clemson, they're they're building buildings. Yeah, like they're not. They're gladly welcoming people in because the cash flow. Mm-hmm. It's a business. College is a business. Yeah. We and they say, don't care if we want to say we all went to get our little piece of paper that says we're super smart. But yeah. at the end, <laughs> we paid for an experience. Yeah. And then at the end, they yep. give you a piece of paper that says you're ready for life, and you're nowhere near ready. Yeah. For life. No. <laughs> you're gonna get a job. That's actually really gonna get a job. Yeah. Really, but really you're. It's. A lot of things that Nebraska fan is fearful right now are cured with winning. Okay? And sustainable winning. Not winning the game, not losing the game, winning sustained measure. Okay? I don't think anybody in the state's like, hey, we're going 14 and 0, we're being CFP. No, no. No. Just give me the eight. Yeah. If you can somehow figure out eight next year, awesome. Yeah. We'll be tickled shitless. Especially yeah. next year. Right. Yeah. But yeah. so that's where it's gotta come. Then I don't think it's gonna hurt as much when kids leave, right? It, 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 Nebraska's take things personally. Oh, yeah. You're gonna leave my school. That hurts me, right? Once you be here, once you be a part of it. But the kid also has goals. And winning is a lot of people's goal. And when you're not having that success on the field, then it's a little okay, I'm gonna look around. Hey mom, did that coach really call you? Hey, let's talk to them and yeah. see what they got to say. But that's just reality. You know, because you, you you're correct. If you look at Ohio State, things full. Four or fives. High threes. I mean, shoot, if you look at but recruiting. keep winning. Yeah. They'll be patient. Yeah. The recruiting for next year, they have like three or four guys in the top ten. Some oh, yeah. of them are play the same position. Yeah. And they're not even in the ballpark what Bama brought in. Yeah. Well, and you got a bunch of Reese Davises over at uh, Northwestern. Uh, oh, who well, said who said yeah. that comment, Reese Davises? But, I mean, a bunch of two, threes, nobody knows who they are, but they're coming out. They but play Pat, consistent Pat football. Knows what they are. Yeah. Do you, do you know him personally? He doesn't care what they look like. He doesn't care no. what they run. No, to be completely he honest, them go play. I was hoping that he was going to take an NFL job, and I thought he was going to because it sounded like extension. they had some guys no in the chance. portal, No, and he signed a 10-year extension. I was shocked to be left. That's our toughest game every year. He's, he knows what he is. He knows what he's got. Yeah. He knows. Yeah, that's got to be extremely hard, yeah. I imagine. Um. I don't think so personally because if you get a kid, you have a finite pool to recruit from in that pool. Mm -hmm. You're right. Okay, so you're like, okay, you got to be an academic monster to get in my school. Can I get you in my school? Exactly. Yeah, that's what I mean. If you're coming here to play football, you're obviously smart and have a love for the game. So I think, you know, they're recruiting against Stanford. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's not kid ourselves. We, We can all say we got great academic institutions. We ain't in there. We ain't in there. Not in the ballpark. No, I get what you're saying because um, if, like you said, you got a pool, 
And if you're looking at that pool, you're like, these are the people that actually can come here. So if they can come here, I can, and they're super smart, I can make them smart in football too. Right, but you're, so now I can go and I can look at the super smart guy. And he's a great football player on top. I'm done. Uh-huh. I got to beat Stanford. I got to beat Notre Dame probably. And right now you got a good pitch because, yeah, Notre Dame may be, you know, getting to that next level, but you're, you're in the Big Ten and you're winning games consistently. Yep. And you got a coach who loves these kids and has a great culture. And I think they had a flux. Was it two years ago or three and nine? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, last year, last year they were horrible. Last year they won the Big Ten, then they went three and nine, and <laughs> yeah. then they won the or the yeah. West. Sorry, yeah. and then they went three and nine, yeah. and then they won the Big Ten West. But, but Fitzgerald, yeah. is just, I mean, he just seems like a genius, and I hate the guy for it because he's you know in our division. But I mean, he's a smart coach, and he coaches these kids, and he loves these kids. It's pretty just, strong work. I don't like him. I don't like him as a Northwestern as a Northwestern coach. I don't like. That's him. a good way to put that. <laughs> yes, hate might as be a, more as a toward yes. some other programs. Yeah, so. yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, Fitzgerald is just a genius. And I, I like the. I like. I like him as an individual. I think he does great at the program. Uh-huh. So I just hate that we can't beat them. But I should say that. Was it 12, 13 years in as a coach? Something, Something like that. Yeah, yeah. Long time. Everything's stable. He knows what to expect. He knows what they are. Yep. He knows what his coaches can do. And he knows what he's going to do. Yep. And now he's got 10 more years to he's do got it. that all <laughs> built doing. in, though, right? Yep. So that takes time. It takes time for that all to settle and be able to, to do what they want to do. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. Do you think you see Frost doing that type of – It's the hope. I mean, that's the hope for all of us. Correct. Yep. And that's, you know, like you had mentioned, next year's schedule isn't really favorable. Yeah, yeah. it's not. But if – if all the tweets we see where everybody's happy to be there and it's brotherhood and all that stuff, you're going to start to see some of those things change. Mm-hmm. If this is what it is. Yeah. Now, is it a 10-win season? I don't think so. No. That's the goal, but it's going to be hard to get there. But if you can get to 500 with that schedule, I think you've taken a huge jump from mm-hmm. where everybody perceived you as being. Right. If you and I d- eliminate the losses that teams probably shouldn't lose to, then it's yeah. another big step. So it's... It's slow, and we're not patient. Well, you're, you're definitely right about yeah, that. that makes it but I, I will say, I think the biggest question mark from the right off the bat with Frost was, is the defense going to be able to keep up with the offense? <laughs> uh-huh. And right now, honestly, I think the defense is much better yeah. than maybe where the offense is at. But so, I, think we got, I think we got that offensive And talent. maybe that is with a lot of guys coming back that normally probably wouldn't. But We, we, uh, got, we got talent. You mentioned earlier, we, we have talent. The, the talent is there. We got to be able to, I, I think, yep. use that talent. And, again, you're talking about some of those little things on the offensive line or even with the snaps that can throw off a play just by it being a little bit late or a little bit off, how it throws it off. I think we saw some of that in those games yep. is how it just throws off a little bit and then that receiver is no longer open because of that little half second. Correct. And that, just, that can kill a play. I think we saw some of that. But the talent, I think, is definitely well. There. I mean, when you're talking a quick play that you run to Xavier Betts that he scores a touchdown against Penn State, I mean, that was a truly, truly incredible play. Yeah. And, I mean, he tried it again once <laughs> during the season. Got a couple yards. Which but. wasn't a great call, but stuff like that can really make a difference. But if you look, okay, so we look at the teams that sustain success, right? The same cast of characters is always in. Mm-hmm. The CFP, yep. and that's what everybody's bitching about. Bama, Clemson, okay. Ohio yeah. State. Yeah. But if you look at them, the best thing about their team, name me, name me a successful Alabama quarterback in the NFL outside of Joe Namath. Okay. So what no, they're doing? USC. Now, Paul Murray. Uh, Bill, 
can you build argue. great lines <laughs> both yeah. sides that that to me would be the focus mm-hmm. like and if i can make those two two rooms the offensive line defensive room the nastiest most feared parts of my team i really don't care who's running it i don't mm-hmm. care yep. who's throwing it i don't care who's catching it because tackling behind it. if you look at the nfl it doesn't matter who the running backs are when i work with with offensive line and and you know it's usually a bigger kid they're coming head down, da, da, da. like, oh, if you ever walk around with your head down again, we're going to have a big problem. So, because I can put 11 guys your size on the field, and this isn't sustainable in college. Yeah. But I can put 11 guys your size on the field, we can win. But I can't put 11 guys his size on the field and win. <laughs> right? Yeah. I can't. Yeah, with a goatee. Because I've with got goatee. to go. Because I've got to go. Yeah. yeah so, for sure. Three and three and four is one. Yep. If I get 10 yards, it's the first time you're going to let me beat on you again. Yep. You can be a little fast and quick, but until those two rooms get nasty, and they're the most feared thing on that team in that organization, you got hope. Yeah. Well, but and when they are nasty, then you win. Well, if you look at the history and success of Nebraska football, mm-hmm. it's when the offensive and defensive line have been the best. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> but like, Extremely. That's it. When your systems with those positions are intact, now I catch lightning in a bottle, and, and I get mm-hmm. Johnny B. Good, 17-star out of Texas. He wants to come up here. Okay, great. Now we've gotten better, but my base core of what I am, great offensive line, great defensive line. You get a Lawrence same. Phillips? Correct. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. But that's that's the reality. Like that's when those two rooms are feared by everybody. And, and as you guys expand out, your podcast grows, and you talk to more guys from my era, Ask a receiver. Yeah. Did you know where Christian, Jason, Grant, and Jared were all the time? Yeah, I did. <laughs> yeah. Where they were. So that that kind of leads. That's really funny. It leads into kind of the next thing we want to talk about. It was your playing, your playing time, your playing era. Because we we talked about it before. I don't know if it was just the pads that were being worn, but I I mean we were eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. Not to date you or anything, but I mean having the time of our lives. Eighty six. I was an eighty six birthday. Eighty six birthday. Eighty eight birthday. So we were young when Nebraska was winning and winning consistently, winning championships. And but we we were still fans and watching the games. And you there was big. It seemed like the guys were bigger in the nineties. But I don't know if it was bigger or if it was the pads. Or was the nastiness? I don't the size, the relative size of everybody is still pretty close to what they were. Zach Weird's six five. He's big. He's he's a big dude. Yeah. Um, the padding was bigger because then we were more worried about a shoulder being gone or, or, or one of those kind of things. Now everybody's worried about the head, so they've kind of forgotten about the rest. <laughs> if I was playing right now, I'd still have those pads on. Because if those tens of ounces bother sure. you, then there's yeah. something else wrong. But. The, the, the relative size of the player hasn't really changed that much. Like Lance Lumber always pops in my mind. Lumpy was a huge individual. Brennan Stice, <laughs> ginormous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were big kids, but you, you got your off shots. You know, like Will Shields is 6'1 and a half. Yeah. Aaron Taylor is 6'1 and a half. So you have those in there, but just, they were. Rob Zadis was a mountain. He was a huge human being. Mm-hmm. My first ever varsity snap in front of Grand Island Senior High School was against Rob Zadis. <laughs> picked me up in the air and he threw me about five yards <laughs> maybe I don't belong yeah. but you get back up and dust yourself yeah. okay we're not doing that anymore so whatever I did there don't do that again but the size is the same just catching up to that athleticism right catching up to, to their mobility catching up to those things 
Yeah. Hopefully you start seeing Piper. If you can put Piper and Corcoran together, I think your left side of your line is very deadly. Yeah. And because you got two, Piper's got a mean edge to him. Mm-hmm. Corcoran obviously won the hearts of Nebraska and showed everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, was Piper was playing on the right side, wasn't he? I'd put him on the Yeah, he, he was on the right side. So, you, you yeah. play guard and tackle. I put no. Corcoran and tackle. And then Corcoran and Piper, at, Piper, Piper at guard. guard? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that'd yep. be really good. I know, it's, was he playing right tackle? Corcoran? Used no, 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 no. Was. Piper was playing right tackle. Was he no, playing? Ben did he play guard? Ben Hart was the right tackle. Okay, and he's yeah. playing right guard. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Sorry. I would. I understand it. You want mm-hmm. you as a balanced line, like we're, we're nasty on both sides. But get that left side. Me sometimes, like, yeah, we're gonna put them both over here. Yeah. Because what's the defense gonna do right there? A left and right defense. Yeah. Do it you're, from you're the right, and then say, Martinez can the go left. Is right-handed. You're gonna to want to put your best defenders on the left yep, side. Yep. Totally agree. So I'm gonna put my best lineman on the right side, and then tell my right side, the my offense, my hey, you better fight your ass off. Yeah. So I got the two best over there, but we're going this way. Yeah. And, and totally that's, agree. that's a little bit of an older thinking that doesn't happen as much now, yeah. but yeah, the size is, is roughly the same. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and maybe dudes. maybe it's because you saw more. You actually were able to actually see the six packs and the guts yeah. because they don't show that now. Right. Well, you're not allowed to wear a jersey. You're not allowed to pull it up anymore. You know, when you watch some of those older they games, yeah, no, you can now. Well, I think like things like Miami and Florida State can, but <laughs> no, <not that> <laughs> no, I know they changed. They, they did. They made. If you watch some of those older games, it does seem like the guys are maybe they're just in tighter, yeah. tighter unis I don't than know, they yeah. than they are now. But whatever. Uh, but yeah, so that's pure comedy watching everybody get their uniforms. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, yeah, now it's now it's like putting. You like couldn't putting be claustrophobic getting into those. No, they're still small. It's, yeah, they're still small. Yeah, that's it's funny. Crazy. So you played, and you played in a great time for Nebraska football. So your experience there, who are some of the your favorite teammates that you played with? You, I mean, we we, yep. we looked at the rock. Obviously, we I mean, knew a lot we, of the guys. We, we looked love at the Husker like, players. There was we even more than I knew that played at the same time you did. And then yep. you had freshmen that were coming in that were probably the '97 team yep. that were just nasty dudes that were freshmen. You were a senior, yep. and I'm like, holy crap! Like he played with like every single great player yep. along with himself. Like holy crap! Yep. Who was your some it's, of your favorite teammates? If you look. So here on the wall at Paisan's Pizzeria, those are pizza peels that have broken. So those are things we take pizzas in and out of the oven with. Okay. But I literally, and it's cliche, and everybody can roll their eyes, I would, I would kill for any one of them. Literally. No, so it's a really, really cool idea, especially as a, yeah. as an yep. as a owner. So you got Dwayne Harris, Cluster Johnson, Cluster Johnson, Child, sure. Damon, Turman, Graham. Crouch stuffed in the other day. Phil Ellis, Katie's dad. Okay. That's Katie Ellis. That's Phil's dad. Taylor, Makavica, Abdul's over there. Tony nice. Velan, Tommy Frazier. <coughs> Velan's one of my favorites. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Jay Foreman's on the end. Okay. Kenny Wilhite's next to him. That's Jared Thomas. Okay. So to sign one, you have to have it. And then Jamie Krondak was just in the other night at the volleyball player. She signed one. She's like, why don't we have any girls? Because you're the only one that comes in. <laughs> yeah. We didn't have a pizza peel for you to sign when you got here. So you got some of the best. Yeah. Okay, yeah. But as far as teammates go, you know, I know at any one point in time, if I haven't talked to him in uh, five minutes or, or, or five years, I can call Christian Peter and you just pick back up. Kevin Rainmakers is a guy I love to death. John Perella, you know, John some of the older guys, they showed us the ropes. Like those, those dudes don't get enough credit from the 93 Orange Bowl team. They, they should have won. They changed the expectation. They changed the way you prepared. They, they, 
they changed the culture. I mean, they really did. And there was an expectation if you dogged it, we were all redshirt freshmen. You dogged it around them, you were going to get hit hard. And then you weren't going to get helped up. It wasn't shiny happy. You know, we would do on Fridays, we would do walkthrough. Okay. So I'm a redshirt freshman. Kevin Rammeager's John Pro. So I got my hand on the football, and I'm, I'm the center. I know if I move that ball, they're both going to tee off of me. We're not even in pads. Okay? <laughs> He's I got my hand on the ball, and all of a sudden I just hear it. <laughs> and, I say, and they start spitting loogies on my hand. So now I know I can't move my hand. Because if I move my hand, they're going to send me asshole over appetite, and then I'm just going to be like, hey, they're spitting loogies on my hand. Yeah. They don't care. <laughs> Coach McBride carried zero. So, <laughs> sitting there, awesome. they're looking in my hand. I'm looking at my hand. Kind of look back at the quarterback. Like, so, I snap the ball, loogies and all, back to him. He's like, why is the ball wet? I'm like, they're spitting on it. He goes, oh. So, Coach McBride looks at me and goes, you want to get back out? I'm like, yeah, I do. I don't want this. He goes, okay. So, he had a, he had a tin of Copenhagen and snuff <laughs> in his pouch and his sweatshirt. So, he was here. Like, we're at practice. He goes, put it in. He goes, spit on it. Oh, shit. So I got this little gap in my teeth, and I can kind of shoot. So I put my hand on the ball, got a dip in, looking up at him, and they just freak out. Like, you fat fuck, what are you looking at? Smiling, you're going to fucking die. Oh, my God, Jesus Christ. So they started spitting on my hand again, and it's a freeze, so we're not going to snap the ball. Yeah. I'm like, shit. So they're looging on my hand. So I got a full mouthful of chew spit now. So I just kind of looked and I smiled and I went <laughs> and just sprayed it and it went right in their masks, right in their faces, right, and they lost it. So they fell down in the neutral zone. I snapped the ball. They jumped. They were offside and McBride lost it on them. That's awesome. And so then they were super pissed. The next one. So That's the next fun. play. It's kind of like when before a tornado comes and it gets eerily silent. Nothing's <laughs> happening. Yeah. So I get my hand on the ball. Nothing's happening. Like nobody's looking. Nobody's saying nothing. You still got the dip in? Yeah. Okay. Like, oh, my God. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to get rolled here. So, John and Kevin pinch at me. So, I'm the center. They're on my right side and my left side. They pinch. And I, mind you, I've just touched the ball. Just hand touched the ball. Like, Buzzing out of your mind. Like, no, take just kidding. Everybody's like, take off. Like, shit. So, I put my hand on the ball. They just take off and roll me. And then Mike Anderson comes <laughs> I was like, okay. I, was like, I guess that's what we're doing now. Oh, that's funny. And so Charlie goes, we can do about it. And I was like, let's just, we're good for today. Like, it's walkthrough on Friday. <laughs> Absolutely no amazing. No pads. I can feel the bruise on my shoulder oh, building. Yeah. I just call it a day. But, but no. That's, that's a really good guys, it, It's always good to hear from them. And, yeah. you know, it, it's a great thing about being an industry I'm in is that the fellas will come in. Yeah. You know, everybody. Um, uh, Mike Lesser is a name you probably don't know. Mike comes in. Haas is usually in Haas is on yeah, the menu. Yeah, He likes to remind everybody he's on the menu. <laughs> I'm sure. Terman one up Tim. Terman's on a secret menu, but his the Terman is the Haas with cream cheese, so he one up Haas. That's funny. Um, but yeah, it's just good to see the fellows, okay. you know. And we fall right back into rhythm. Cluster Johnson stops it, it's always great to see Cluster. Yeah. But yeah, the, yeah, the younger kids we got Caputo and, and Galladay and Jay Moore on the wall, and I'm like, here's Simon. Jay Moore is yeah, a friend. Like, yeah. Sign yeah. Sign this pizza field. And they're like, what the fuck am I going to write? 
played in the played. played in 2000. Right? Something on there. Yeah, we, we've talked to Jay. Uh, Jay actually yeah. came up to us the second Nebraska Greats event we were at, and he's we, we he's like, hey, the first one. He's like, you guys want to talk like, to hey, me again? You guys like, want to talk to yeah. me again or what? Like, <laughs> like, yeah, sure. He's 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 a good dude. But yeah, I mean, you know, it's we we. Do you know Kenny at all? No, he's much younger than I. Yeah, I mean, he's already. He lives. Yeah. He lives <laughs> up the street. He's up the street, yeah. No, we'll, we'll get uh, him in here. We'll get him in here. Yeah, we're well, easy to find. You know, let's let's talk nowhere. a little bit about, you know, and we'll kind of flip the script here to what you're doing here at, mm-hmm. at your own business. Yep. Um, you know, we know that Taylor, you know, he's doing some great things with uh, with a lot of athletes right now, uh, Aaron Taylor. Um, is. Or is it Aaron that's doing the uh, football academy? Um, Steve Warren. Steve Warren's Steve doing Warren. the football yeah, academy. Yep. Yep. So you keep in touch with Steve Warren? Correct. Yeah, so yep. Steve Warren's a good dude. Um, I work with the offensive lineman out of Warren Academy. Okay, okay. Yep. You know, uh, I'm going to flip I'm gonna flip over to Nate Glantz. Uh-huh. Quarterback, yep. he's going to be over at Iowa Western. I've known him since he was right now. I, I've known him since he was about six. Um, I used to watch him and his, his kids. Worked yep. at Lifetime, watched David Benny's kids. Yep. Watched. Yep. Uh, Where did he go to high school? Danny Noonan's kids. Glance went to Bell West. Glance went to Bell, but he went to Millard West before right. going to Bellevue West, and then he started. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Now I know what you're team. saying. He's so, going. He's going to I, Iowa start, starting starting yeah. quarterback. He wants a starting yeah. quarterback job. Offer him now. So we'll be playing. So we'll be playing. Frost yeah. wants five. <laughs> he wants five scholarship quarterbacks. Maybe yeah. I have three. So I, I love the kid just from knowing him as a kid, great growing up. Too. Great family. Yeah. Robert's a great guy. His family. Yeah. Um, but his birthday today. By the way, he's turned 19 yeah. today. Um, but anyways, he's over at Iowa Western. So, um, anyways, got a lot off topic. So, your business, what you're doing here, you do a lot of great for the community as well. You yep. mentioned with um, autism awareness and yep. some of the charities you give to every Wednesday. Every Wednesday, yep. customer gets to pick a charity of their choice. Really, really, really appreciate that. As yeah. I said, my wife is a special ed teacher. Yeah. She yep. would love that. So what? So how how long have you been doing? I've owned bars and restaurants for 20 years. Okay. Yeah, but I owned them for 10 in Lincoln, right okay. out of college. Okay. I was a little bit out of college, but yeah. And then came up here, I was in the financial services industry for a little bit, and I realized I'm not a suit and tie guy. So <laughs> yeah, right. Got out of that. Did that too. We opened up just a little 1,000 square foot carryout spot over in this little strip mall by okay. us. And I ran into a tournament at Home Depot. <laughs> and I said, do you have an offensive line coach? He goes, yeah. Yeah. He's like, do you got a consultant? He goes, <laughs> no. He was coming to practice on Wednesday. I was like, all right. So that's how I got over to that's Scott. That's awesome. Okay. But I've had, I've been lucky. And, and, you know, I'm very fortunate. I grew up in Grand Island, just a smaller yep. community. My right. dad, my mom and dad, great folks. Dad was a softball player. So I got drug around to bars. And the best part about the bars then is that they were just good places for people to go. Mm-hmm. We know what we are and we know what we are not. We are not fancy. Like, we do not do lavashes. We do not do margarita pizzas. We make neighborhood pizza. Take a lot of pride. You make good pizza. We take yeah. a lot of pride in our cheese pizza. We keep it simple. And we have our slogan is perfect on purpose. It's kind of something mm. that I picked up from T.O. because he was forever in pursuit of that perfect game, perfect practice. Knowing it would never happen. And we have days where we made it, oh, goodness, about two months ago, we got to 945, and we hadn't had a wrong order. We hadn't had anything go bad. Nothing bad at all. And a little palpable tension in the air. Everybody's kind of nervous. And a kid kind of lost track of what he's doing, and he dumped a pizza out of the oven. So there went, there went that. There but go. you're pursuing something that's unachievable. And, and to teach kids, it's okay to do that. Like you, you can go look at that, but it fits into what we are. 
we make a mistake in here, we'll get out ahead. Hey, that's on us. We'll never, I'll never, me personally, I would never turn and say, hey, it was that guy. Or <laughs> yeah. she, she did it wrong. It's a, it's a, hey, that's on me. I did not train them properly. Do not be mad at them. It's on me. Okay? I'm the one to yell at. I'm the one to get pissed at. Then we go back and reassess and figure that out. But we just want to be part of the neighborhood. So for us to take a day, every day of the week, and get back to a charity, for us, it's the least we can do. But we do a lot of stuff at the Shrine Bowl. We do a lot of you stuff get, in the neighborhood. That's awesome. You, you do pizzas for Scott, too. Yep. Every yeah. now and then. Not as much with COVID. Oh, okay. Yeah. I know you guys, yeah. I thought maybe it was like Fridays or something that you guys were doing pizzas what for What we do is for them, they have, I don't know if they did a prep, but they have uh, activities lunches. Okay. So, hmm. like the soccer team will say, hey, we we provide food for our activities lunch. Like, sure. So, we sell to them at a discount. They then in turn sell to the school and they make money. It's a philanthropy thing. Wow, okay. So, that, that's actually make, really cool. Able to make money off of them. And then they get, nice. you know, buy their jerseys or whatever it is. What do they need money for? Which I yeah, thought we maybe. Do, before COVID, we were doing about. I was going to say, I thought. 14, 15 of those a year. Okay. I thought before COVID, maybe you were doing lunches for them once a week, but no, maybe. We're not. There's Maybe that may, it could have been fundraisers or whatever, because I know a radio you'd be like, yeah. "All right, I gotta get going. I gotta make fourteen hundred pieces for Scott." <laughs> <laughs> no, it's there's some families over there that have big corporate monsters, and they oh, yeah, they put sure. a lot of kids through that school. And I'll never give them as much money as those families <laughs> have. So I'm like, go get your money back. Go go yeah. do your thing. So we're more than happy to do the activities lunches. It's great awesome. for us. No, so we can good. we can get those figured out. Yeah. Good. Yeah. Yep. Ter- Terman was one of my teachers too when he was there. And yeah. <laughs> wheeled yeah. in the projector and said we're watching a movie today. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. He's movies all football. Stuff. No, a lot of fun. And we heard we heard a lot of good uh, a lot of good football stories from him too oh, when yeah. I was in class. So. Yep. Uh, well, good. No, that's great, and and we we definitely appreciate you doing this. Like I said, I was like, hey, you know, he's active on Twitter. I'm gonna reach out to him and just see if he's available. And well, you guys you know. got a loose interpretation of active. You what? I just kind of get in there and snipe. No, I I actually personally <laughs> like you on 1620. So yeah, that's, that's yeah. That's, he, he's talked about you before. I listen like to 1620 all day every day. So like I said, I just if I'm here with you guys or I'm on air, it's just like we just sat down having beers and you're just. Nobody needs to be any smarter. Everybody listens to everybody, and away you go. You sound just like you do on the radio, <laughs> in person, and just awesome. no, not not only that, but your your content. Yeah. I mean, I'm not not trying to belittle it. You're yeah. you're you're good. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, we we super appreciate it. Yeah. It's fun because we'll be in here at night, and and I. I look a lot different than I did in college. But <laughs> He's like, did he lose a lot of weight? I'm like, well, from what I've seen, Well, yeah. he posted a picture on our page, and I'm like, okay, I follow him on Facebook, yeah. or I follow him on Twitter, and his yep. picture's a little different. <laughs> Your picture that's on Twitter actually, is great, by the way. That's Tomich. Oh, is that, oh, no, that is Tomich. You're yep. right. It's Jared. That's funny. Is yep. that a... Jared, Jared. Is that, a, Jared. Is that like a pun or something? The rest of the picture is funnier. Because Jared lives... I'm going to it. Jared lives in Indiana. Okay. And he's a farmer now. So he's got goats and cattle and, <laughs> and crop and all that stuff. He butchers his own meat and makes his That's own great. wine. That's great. Good. Good the actual picture is Jared sitting there with that dumb look on his face. <laughs> and there's like four baby goats in his lap. <laughs> so there's baby goats this, on a this bale. One? There's baby goats on a bale of hay around him. But, that's fantastic. But for Twitter, you have to crop it down to make that be. Yeah, better. that's so funny. No, that's we'll have folks so come funny. in and I'll try to take their order. Like, <laughs> this look like you. How do I know you? I'm like, you don't. That's like, so funny. Your voice sounds really familiar. <laughs> I said, do you ever listen to 1620? Yeah. Like, that's like, great. Yeah, that's great. See, he, he's definitely yeah. more the uh, guy. Actually, my, well, 
he's a family friend and he's he was my boss his name is Dan Gould um, he said he came in here got food and drank beers with you one night he was a former ref with my dad thank you he was a former ref with my dad he's yeah. retired yeah. <laughs> but he's like man we just like sat down and drank a beer with him he's like the best guy ever yeah, yeah. So. yeah. life's too short I mean, people come right. in we there's different things you can do if somebody's in, you know, kind of being an asshole. And so, but 99, it's like society. 99% of people are good people. It just seems that the 1% is a super loud one. And so we just go about our business. Um, if Katie ever comes over and says, hey, I got this, then I take over the table. And there you go. We make it go from there. Hey, but, there you go. Hey, you're yep. all good, right? Yeah. So life's too short for drama. For sure. We well, just keep it easy and have a good time. We'll make sure, from what you said, we'll make sure to stay on the good side. So we know the alignment, <laughs> we want to get on the bad side. But yep. we appreciate your time today. Yeah, boy. Um, and hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll do it again and we'll, we'll reach out to you. And yeah. we don't really, we're a little bit further east from here, but yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll make our way out here, get some pizza and chat it for up. For sure. And yeah. hang out. And so we appreciate we'll it. We'll definitely tell everyone that. You're one of the best. So. Pizza. Thank you, fellas. All right. Well, once again, we got Matt Virgil here. Uh, we got Brian, our, our producer slash tech guy. And I'm Matt. I'm Jimmy. We're two average guys. And you guys enjoy your night. Thanks. Good boys.